Where we're going, we don't need roads. Hop into the tracking the draft time machine. Get the puck on the move. He reminds me so much of James Neal. I think he's a better goal scorer than Billy Garrett. He's the best goal scorer in the draft. And let's see what we can learn from a past player when looking at this year's crop. <laughs> plays like John Carlson. So what do those guys do? They're able to make the plays in the offensive zone. Like Brock Besser, he's got the deadly accuracy. Nikita Kucherov immediately came to mind when I saw him play two years ago. All right, let's uh, move on now to uh, Time Machine, where we go back in time to compare a past player to a player in this year's draft and then go forward in time, uh, take a look at 2021. Uh, let's start with this year's draft and a past player. What are we looking at today, Craig? We're looking at Lucas Cormier of the uh, Charlottetown Islanders. And Lucas is a, is a defenseman who has great offensive confidence and so now how, how do you how do you describe offensive confidence well uh, you know one of the one of the things is is we can watch players skate and shoot and handle the puck but when you get into the offensive zone that's where things get a lot tighter and so for good defense for defensemen to be able to produce offensively they got to be able to do it in the offensive zone they got to be able to make passes uh, you know, under sticks and through skates and anticipating, get in mm -hmm. on the play. It's not just about skating. It's all those things, you know, being able to, 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 to draw a defender to you to open up another area of the ice. Well, Lucas has that confidence. He's comfortable playing in the offensive zone. He's comfortable playing below the circles in the offensive zone. He's comfortable being around the front of the net in the offensive zone. And that's why he produces offensively. Yeah, he's got a good shot. He's a good skater. And, you know, but when you watch him, just be comfortable and confident in that offensive zone and, you know, making plays and understanding, okay, I'm going to get open here. Give me the puck. So you look at that type of a player, and I go right to Tory Krug. Huh? The reason Tory Krug is so good uh, offensively is because he's really comfortable in the offensive zone. And he can play in a lot of different areas of the offensive zone. He can shoot the puck, but he can also jump into the play and be below the goal line. He can be in front of the net. He moves in the offensive zone. And that's where Lucas Cormier fits. And I think that, you know, somebody might ask, you, you would be well within your rights to ask me, well, if you're comparing him to Tory Krug, why do you not have him higher on your list? Okay. So I'd, I'd like to have an answer for you. And uh, maybe he has to move higher on my <laughs> Right. And you've mentioned that, right? As we yep, get closer to this draft that's been expanded, it does give you more time. Yes, it does. And, and I'm going to use that time. I'm not going to, I'm not, I can't continuously talk about scouting not being static and you got to use it over time. Well, just because of what I said in March doesn't mean that, like, after further review, and further analysis and evaluation that I can't change because I will. Very true. Um, it's, it's, you know, you use Tory Krug. Uh, I, I see these kind of guys and it almost sounds, uh, like they're, uh, in the, in the offensive zone, they can almost become like, uh, a fourth forward, like almost like a Rover, as you talked about a guy that's comfortable, uh, down low, a guy that's comfortable drawing, uh, uh, people away and, and almost melding into that fourth forward. And, and, you know, you look at the size, there's, there's also a comparison in size between these two guys as well that, you know, maybe gives them a little bit more agility. 
Well, you, you, well, the agility is something, and skating ability is something that they both have. But but you aptly described it. And Dean, you're not going to be able to create offense in the National Hockey League uh, if you don't have defensemen being part of your offensive attack. Mm-hmm. And and the offensive attack isn't standing at the blue line or jumping into the rush. You have to be invested and involved in the offensive zone because if you're not, it becomes easy for opponents to defend against your group. It becomes, you know, two or three against two against three down low or three against four down low. And those defensemen have to come in to, to stretch out the offensive zone, to open up space and to open up ice for your other players because it's too easy for opponents to pack in on two or three players. It's essential to have defensemen that can be part of your offensive zone, offensive thrust. And uh, as far as um, an all-around game uh, with Lucas, uh, because, you know, I think Tory Krug's a pretty responsible player. Uh, You know, is he uh, pretty effective at the defensive responsibilities that he has as well? He's got a desire. He competes defensively, uh, like Tory. You know, there's going to be certain areas of the game where Tory's not going to be as strong, mm-hmm. so you try to have complementary players with him. But what I look for in those players, just compete, compete, make sure that you're in the fight. Doesn't mean that you're at, at your at your stature that you're going to overwhelm the player, but you're not going to let that player have an easy way with it, and you're going to get right into the game. You're going to get right into the area of competing defensively. Adam Bolton was a high first round draft pick for the Chicago Blackhawks, excellent offensively. Now, I know when he went and played in London for Dale Hunter that one of the things they really emphasized with Adam was, listen, we know you're good offensively, but you got to start competing better defensively with your skills. Right. It wasn't that he's not capable, but you got to do it. You can't just re- – because you're going to be in your defensive zone. And so that's part of development for Adam. I know the London Knights felt really positive about the, the direction he took in that regard. He's got to continue to take that. But that's what Tory does. That's what Lucas does in junior. It's going to be it's something that Lucas is going to have to continue to work on and develop, but he competes. And that's what you have to be able to do. Awesome. As for 2021, this is a guy I can't wait to watch uh, whenever the WHL resumes right in my backyard. Well, Dylan Gunther. And if I don't get really good, solid scouting reports from you, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm right. I'm telling you that right now. You're, I'm getting somebody else. Okay, well, I'll get... tell you, he's got a really quick release and lightning uh, accuracy. Is that st- is that a good start? <laughs> yeah, it's a great start. And, you know, but as time goes on, I, I need that. I need that information. There I need that go. intel. You said in my own backyard. So, you know, like I'm going to be turning to you for your insights and to tell me uh, where I'm wrong. And, where, where, where I need to be better. But I, I think Dylan makes the game look easy. I, 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 he's highly skilled. He skates so well. And it's, it's almost effortless. And, you know, he's moving and he, he, it doesn't look like he's moving these bodies. But here's what I love about Dylan. I think that at a younger age, obviously you're the first overall pick in the Western Hockey League. You're dominant offensively. You have the puck all the time. And But coming into the Western Hockey League, what he did this year as a 60-year-old, pretty darn impressive. Mm-hmm. Pretty darn impressive. I mean, that, what he did this year as a 60-year-old is darn impressive at any time, but especially on a good team. And to me, his hockey sense, his intelligence for the game is superb. And 
he, he can make a play. He can make a play in traffic. He can make a play on the rush. He can shoot the puck. You talked about the accuracy. He, he, he gets his hands set in a position where, you know, a defender has to be thinking, okay, he might be able to make that pass over there, but he also might have to shoot it. That keeps, all you need is a half a second to keep defenders at bay. Dylan does that. And, and, and he's also really competitive. You know, I've watched him at different times uh, at, at, uh, in Edmonton with the Western Hockey League and, and internationally at the under-17. And the games get ramped up and the, and, the, and, the, and the challenges become a little bit more significant. He's right in the, right in the battle. And, he, and he's good. And, he's, and when he gets physically more mature, he's only going to become that much better. Listen, I mean, we're, we're talking about a player that very easily, very easily, uh, could be a top three pick. Very easily. He's mm-hmm. that good. I mean, I've I talked about Atu Ratty. I've talked about Owen Power. There's other really good players in this draft. But Dylan, for his capabilities and his skill level, and that IQ is off the charts, easily could be a top. Hey, listen, maybe at this point, ne- well, not this point next season, whatever the next draft is in 2021, Maybe he's like Nico Hischer and he ends up being the first overall pick. Right. He's that good. I'm telling you, I am not ruling him out. Well, he uh, he went on the auction block today in uh, UFF uh, Sport. Uh, you and Trish did not uh, get that uh, particular player. But, uh, you know, when you look at 2021, it, would you say he's the best bet out of Western Canada or the West uh, to, to be the top pick? Uh, well, I, I, here's how I would position it. I would say, don't bet against them. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, we're, you know, we talked about, uh, of course, of Suleiman, who plays in Brooks and an Edmonton mm-hmm. native, you know, he, I mean, I think he's a fantastic defenseman. So that, that's why I, I like, I'm not going to say that he, he, he is, but I'm going to say he's a good bet, but that, that that's also because of course, of Suleiman. Well, you would be happy with that because uh, Trish snagged him in the uh, auction today. So uh, again, uh, you're you're recommending, and she's <laughs> knocking him down. This high level scouting is going to be a force. <laughs> well, that's the idea, right? Hey, I know this about Trish. She's in it to win it. There you go, Craig. As always, thank you so much, and uh, particularly for your uh, poignant thoughts on uh, Dale Howardchuk, who we're all. Um, you know, sending our uh, our love and our thoughts to the Howard Chuck family and, and, and a lot of people in Winnipeg, too. This guy was the he was a guy, you know, when you look at how they introduced Dale Howard Chuck and sorry to, to go on about this, but they, they brought this guy out at Portage in Maine and he put that city on the sports map. He did. And, and we should never uh, you never have to be sorry about talking about uh, Dale Howard Chuck, you know, as, as player and as person and his significance in Winnipeg. And, you know, I don't know if you read, I would encourage anybody to read uh, David Stubbs of NHL.com shared uh, Sarah Savard's thoughts mm. on Dale Howard Chuck. And Sarah's, uh, John Ferguson Sr., his longtime friend, convinced Sarah to come out of retirement to help his young group of players uh, in Winnipeg. And Sayers talks about Dale and watching him play, and 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 you know this is this is a great player in Sayers talking about at the time an eighteen year old player, and I think Sayers you know it was November of that first year in nineteen of uh, uh, nineteen eighty one, and then he start, he played a little while after after John Ferguson Senior had, had convinced him to come out and play. So when you hear and, and keep in mind 
how many great players Serge Savard played with over the course of his career in Montreal. Yeah. And when you read that and read what he says about Dale Howarchuk, I, I don't have anything to add. That's, that, 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 that says it all. Great stuff, Craig. Thanks so much for the time. We'll chat next week. We will. This is a serious message. Craig Button joins us on the Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports Hotline. Become a scout and make money while providing prospects to the Ultimate Franchise Hockey League. What you talking about, mister? Pay that man his money. I'm your huckleberry. Check out the details at www.uffsports.com. It's serious. I like it a lot. I said we got a winner. UFFS, you own the game.